Hello and welcome everyone to a St. Patrick's edition of Games Are Fun. My name is Adam Beagle. I'm going to be your host for this episode. Uh, it's a light crew again this week. Just uh, me here and my brother Steven. Steven, how's it going? Doing really well. Very excited to uh, discuss a ton of free stuff, everybody. Free stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we we sort of had an idea of what this episode was going to be. We kind of had it planned out. I was going to be hosting it either way. Uh, but we had sort of a sort of an agenda, a specific to- topic we we're going to talk about. But uh, Luke wasn't able to make it onto the show today. Some kind of last minute circumstances and whatnot. And Garrett is sort of um, he's he's sort of pulling pulling back a little bit. He's only going to be on uh, here or there. So we decided to pocket that episode, save it for a little bit later. I do think it'll be more fun when we have more people to join in that discussion and I honestly didn't know what we were going to talk about today. And then we just got a ton of information dumped on us uh, in the last day or two. So there actually ends up being a real lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So those topics include uh, a bunch of Xbox news. Xbox is uh, going ham right now. If you're a Game Pass subscriber or you've been waiting for a good time to subscribe, that time is now, my friends. That time is now. Uh, We also got a little bit of PlayStation news and we got a little bit of a look ahead and some information regards to tomorrow's Square Enix Presents event. So by the time this airs and is distributed outside of the the live stream that we're in now, this will have already run. So, you know, we'll be able to take a look uh, retrospective, those that are listening, and you'll you'll already know what happened in that event. But. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. I, I guess they announced it like almost a week ago and I just now saw it today. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, as I did mention, it's uh St. Patrick's day today at the, the day we're doing this recording. I do have a green beverage with me. Ooh. And I have a beverage in a green cup. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a, uh, a green shirt on. It might look more bluish on camera but it's more of like a forest green i would say so um yeah that's that's about as green as what i have i think i don't think i have much else that's green to be honest you gotta get some zelda attire like i've got going on today i do have a zelda shirt um it's not green though it's gray and it has there's there's a triforce and there's i don't know there's an additional kind of like what you have there but it's like gray and then the 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 picture in the center is like multicolored. and then i have a shirt it's a it's again it's a dark green shirt and uh it's has the you know like the the music staff or whatever from the ocarina of time where it's got like the bars and and like notes so basically it has the notes from the song of storms on it and it says underneath make it rain because song of storms uh so i do have that i don't know that it fits me the greatest uh anymore i already had this one on so i just i just left this shirt on i usually do try and either wear to to these episodes either a games are fun shirt or a gaming shirt of some sort this is just a pretty basic uh, long sleeve shirt. So, anyway, hey, you got the green for St. Patty's. <laughs> What's that? You got the green for St. Patty's. That's right. So. That's right. That's good. Anyway, um, y'all probably aren't here to talk or listen to us talk about fashion. So let's go ahead and uh, get into the show. Uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to remind you all 
that Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Luke, Steven, me, sometimes Garrett, get together, talk about video game news, trending industry topics, talk about the games we've been playing, all that fun stuff. If you like games, it's the right podcast for you. Uh, the podcast is available on your favorite podcast services. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole bunch more. So just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice, and you should be able to find us. You can also find versions of episodes on the Games Are Fun YouTube page. So please consider subscribing to us on YouTube. We need a whole lot more followers so we can get that custom URL link. So if you could, we'd really super appreciate it if you would go hit up our YouTube channel and give us that follow on there. So, and of course, uh, there are some that tune in live. We do frequently do live streams of our episodes online. You can follow us on social media, join our Discord. We're, uh, we're always letting you know when we're going to be doing our live shows. So make sure you follow those to get the, uh, the scoop on when we're going to be live. So that's pretty much as pretty much it as far as housekeeping. So we can go ahead and jump on into the good stuff here. And I do want to start off with some Xbox news. So we know that uh, Xbox and Bethesda have officially joined forces. There is a ton of games that are coming to Game Pass. Uh, you know, they're just all all over the place with the, the games that they're providing. Um, let me see if I can, I think I have, so yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of Bethesda ones and then there's a bunch of games that are coming soon. And there's also some, some EA plates. So if you want to maybe try and find that Bethesda one super quick. I got it. So we're going to have Dishonored Definitive Edition coming to console, PC, cloud. Dishonored 2 console, PC, and cloud. Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, Doom Eternal coming to all three places that you have Game Pass. Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowinds, Oblivion, and Skyrim. So 3, 4, and 5 for this Elder Scrolls series coming to console and PC with Skyrim also coming to the cloud. Elder Scrolls Online is also going to be there. Uh, the Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, all console, PC, and cloud as well. Uh, Fallout New Vegas will come to console. Prey and Rage 2, console, PC, and the cloud. And then Wolfenstein, The New Order, The Old Blood, and Young Blood coming to all three uh, Xbox Game Pass um, services. So it is 20 full games from Bethesda. Uh, what a list. What a list. Yeah, for Oblivion sure. Oblivion has me particularly excited. Which one? Uh Oblivion. Other oh, yeah. four. Yeah, so many, so many good ones in there. It's 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 amazing. So I know they've said that the uh some of their newer games coming out, like Deathloop, for example, that's still gonna be, you know, cross uh, you know, I think PlayStation, I think it's a PlayStation exclusive for a bit. Um, yep. I think it's a timed exclusive. So I imagine once that's over, that'll be coming to game pass too. I don't think they've confirmed that yet, but I, I would think that would be the case more than likely, like with the agreements that they have with those sort of things. And, and Phil Spencer had mentioned it is that there's legal agreements all over the place with some newer, newer games. So like death loop, for instance, it probably has to go through its time exclusive before they can even talk about it 
coming to their service, right? Because if PlayStation's got it, PlayStation obviously doesn't want Xbox rolling around saying, hey, listen, just just wait till it comes to Game Pass. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's um um it they're gonna have those little legalities to deal with with a lot of stuff, but so far Deathloop's the only one that I've heard that is maintaining a exclusivity for some other console. Or uh, um yeah. So that's that's what I got on that one. Um, yeah, I wonder if ever- when, say, like Starfield and, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, when they start rolling around, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that's going to work. Are they going to be, is it going to be multi-platform games or are they going to be Xbox exclusive? I don't think there's been any, any definitive answer on that other than uh, Xbox doesn't think that it's necessary for those games to thrive by being on multiple consoles. So it kind of sounds like they want them to be exclusive. Whether or not that ends up being the case remains to be seen, but it'll be interesting to to uh, to find out. So with those games, what I was thinking with them, and again, this is me just you know spitballing things uh, off by myself and my with my tinfoil hat and stuff. They've already been in production, so my guess is that any illegal agreements that there may be, uh, it's probably already established. More than likely, uh, I'm going to call it now is that the new Elder Scrolls and Starfield will be multi-system. And then anything else developed by Bethesda after pretty much those two are going to be exclusive to Xbox. That's pretty. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at things right now. But it, again, it all kind of depends on where the um, where the rights are at right now. And we we won't see that. I'm I'm guessing uh, Starfield. I think is going to end up being first, from what I understand that we're going to be hearing about. Um, Bethesda's, I think CEO is already mentioning that is that Starfield is going to be coming first. We'll probably learn about that around E3 time, or maybe even in Xbox's events next week. Um, so we'll see. We will see. So along with that, so yeah, Bethesda, lots of Bethesda games, tons of stuff coming. It's going to be amazing. And that's not all. But wait, there's more. <laughs> A whole lot more. So we also have EA as of today, or I should say tomorrow, the day after this recording, (laughs) EA Play uh, is coming to Game Pass as well. So there's going to be just a plethora of EA games coming as well. It's it's insane. So uh, we've got stuff like Rocket Arena, Need for Speed Heat, uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Dragon Age Inquisition, um... I don't know what that can see of something. I can't see. It's kind of blurry. Uh, Need for Speed Payback, Fi, Titanfall, Titanfall 2, A Way Out, Anthem. Kind of surprising since they killed Anthem. Um, or are killing Anthem's still Anthem. supported. <laughs> Anthem's still supported. They're just not doing a 2.0. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Battlefield 5, Battlefield 1, Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 3, Unravel, Unravel 2. Battlefront, Battlefront 2, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. If if you haven't played Mass Effect Andromeda because of all the negativity that happened when that game launched, stop. Stop being silly. Go play this game when it hits uh, Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also got Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, Mirror's Edge 1 and 2. Is that 2 or is that special edition? I'm not sure. Uh, Burnout Paradise, which, ooh, for that, I might have to play through that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante's Inferno, SSX, Crisis 3, Dead Space 1, 2, and 3. I know a lot of people are going to be real interested in that. 
uh, Skate 3 and Black. So I think, um, I, I don't even think that's all of them. I think that's just uh, a portion of those games because they do have, uh, I think Sims will be coming as well. More than likely Sims, yeah. Uh, did I mention I'm wondering if if like Sims PC because console and PC for Sims is is different. Um, so I'm wondering if Sims mm. is going to be like a a Game Pass for PC. That would be awesome, yeah. especially because a lot of times with Game Pass they'll have um they'll have things packaged in, downloadable content packaged into them. So I'm wondering, you know, it's am I starting a new Beef Steagle, um, and doing a new playthrough of Sims? It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. Yep. So there's there's a ton of those, and but wait, there's even more. Can you believe it? Uh, so we have then uh, Outriders coming day and date on Game Pass. Undertale's coming. Yakuza Six. Narita. Yakuza's out. Or uh, uh, Undertale's out now. It's actually out today. Okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, yeah. Yakuza Six. Uh, Narita Boy, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Empire of Sin, Star Wars Squadrons, which is another EA play game. Octopath Traveler, which, oh my God, so good. That, that is an insane value right there. Genesis Noir, Near Automata, which has been on uh, Game Pass for console, is now going to be on Game Pass for PC. Torchlight 3 will be on uh, Game Pass PC. Pillars of Eternity, Deadfire Ultimate Edition, Game Pass PC, and Superland Game Pass PC. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I should mention Squadrons is the console version that won't be on PC. So for the majority of these, it's console and PC. Uh, there's a bunch of them that will be available on, on cloud as well. So there there is a bit of a mix and match. It would be nice if they were available across all three of those platforms. But you know what? There's still there's still plenty of options. Like I said, most of these games will be available um, across each of those each of those platforms. Especially PC is is making out huge in this bunch. Yeah, really filling out the library. I uh, as a Game Pass for PC user because uh, I don't have a an Xbox in in the house at all. Uh, seeing this library grow the way it is, like it gives me hope for what we're gonna have coming up in the future. Plus, right now because get, getting um, uh finally getting stuff like let's say dead fire uh pillars of eternity i love that series i haven't played the second one yet i'm excited to get my hands on it now i have the chance um i've already been playing near uh octopath traveler another playthrough coming maybe i don't know but it's uh there's a lot of good stuff coming to the pc i'm i'm loving this yep but wait, there's more. No, I'm just kidding. That's I think that's that's really it as far as uh, Game Pass stuff. <laughs> the nice thing about this too is um, they're clearing the air for next week. Get all this Game Pass, EA Play news out of the way, and I think it leaves room for us getting a really good view at what we're going to get this year from Xbox uh, from their from their event next week. So that is, I think that's what I'm most excited about of all this is that we've got a nice clear event coming up and it's, it's ready to just drop a bunch. And with all this Halo talk going on right now, I'm really hoping that we get a date uh, Friday on what they plan on doing with it. I mean, I think it's possible. They, I think they, they said last year when they gave the news that they were delaying, I'm pretty sure they said it would still be 2021. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, 
so is there anything not in this lineup of Game Pass games that you think would be like the most perfect addition to Game Pass? Like if you could have one Game Pass game, what would it be? Maybe not even just for you per se, but like if there's a game where you're like, you know what? Here's a game I love that maybe the masses haven't played that I would like for them to be able to play. Like, you know, what what would it be? What would you pick? I know I know the Fable games are on console, right? I would love to see those come to PC. Mm-hmm. That would be like my perfect announcement is that Fable, the whole Fable series is coming to Game Pass for PC. That would be my perfect thing. Um, that would kind of round it out a bit for me because they've already been dropping the Halos in there. Um, and that's what I go back to the most with Xbox is the Halo games. Um, I know you you scream at me about uh, give us the moon and stuff, but deliver but yeah, us the moon. I just deliver <laughs> us the give us give it give it to us. It's give already us the on there. Play it. It's on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, my perfect one would be uh, Fable. Give me the Fable series on Game Pass for mm. PC. That would be my big announcement for Game Pass. What about you? What would you want? Oh boy, uh, that's tough. I think right now. Um... I would, I would, <laughs> I would probably say Loop Hero, um, just because I, I, I love that game so heckin' much, and I think it, it would be a great way for people to, to get their hands on it. For, for those that maybe are on the fence, maybe think it's interesting, or maybe kind of wrote it off, but now that you know, if it were to come to Game Pass, maybe they would give it a try, or you know, they'd finally get a chance to pick it up without you know dropping drop in some extra cash. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be a great way to play it. Um, I also think it'd be great on switch too, but you know, it's a different, different conversation. I just keep thinking, man, like I wish I could play that game in bed so bad. Um, I, I would probably as much as I, as much as I already spend so much time in that game, I would just, I think it even more consumed if it were on switch anyway, not a switch discussion, but it should be on game pass. Get it on there. Get it on there, Xbox. You'll get some subscribers. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, any other thoughts on Game Pass you want to talk about? Xbox in general? I just want to to thank Nishan in Twitch chat right now for bringing up a very good point. Is that Xbox is going to need a big announcement coming up next Friday. Because PlayStation and Switch really kind of have a handle on the industry right now news wise there's a lot being generated about xbox over game pass but like there's none of those there there's nothing really about any sort of like new hot title or something big being released this year and um or even into the 2022 so like i'm kind of hoping and and xbox usually doesn't disappoint but great point they need to come out next week and we'll talk about this probably more next week with something that's going to put them in the same position as what's as what Nintendo and Sony are at right now. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what they have, you know, up their sleeve, if anything, because I I mean, it's it's one of those things. Obviously, we do have to temper our expectations for for anything Microsoft, because the Nintendo Direct was a little bit of a letdown for a lot of people. The, uh, the, The PlayStation State of Play was a was a letdown for a lot of people. So we're just sort of like in this position where we all want to be super hyped. We all want the big announcements, the big drops, but they're just not happening. So we have to temper those expectations a little bit, I think. But maybe we'll get that that big blockbuster announcement that we we all want to hear. Mm-hmm. 
So, as we mentioned, you know, there it's, you know, the world doesn't revolve around Xbox. There's still, you know, plenty of news coming out from other platforms, one of those being PlayStation. And there's actually two bits of news that came out here recently. They uh, they showed off a a, a bunch of indie games today. They they kind of gave some some new reveals and updates for some indie games, and they uh, also have some uh, some ten free games to download this spring. So they have you know sort of their their own news in terms of free games and and stuff like that. So we have Game Pass news and then we have this other stuff. So as far as the free games, so play play at home 2021 update. This is on the PlayStation blog. 10 free games to download this spring. So they've got 10 indie games. They're all indie games, so you're not going to get anything huge, no AAA titles in this, but you know, a lot of really good indie games really solid ones actually ones that mm. uh, a couple really high highly praised games in here so uh this starts on march 25th they're going to be doing this so they um just to kind of go through the lineup here there's um is this rezu abzu the witness enter the gungeon subnautica and then there's some playstation vr titles there's moss astrobot rescue mission paper beast and thumper so a lot of decent games. I know people like Abzu. Enter the Gungeon is is really big for those that are into like those roguelike games like Binding of Isaac and uh, games like that. So I know that's a big one. Uh, Subnautica has a really big... This is actually a pretty big one, I think. I'm, I'm kind of curious to know if this is... Because I think it's still early access or there's going to be some sort of update coming later this spring. Uh, Q2, I believe. I, I want to say May. There's going to be some sort of big update. And I'm wondering if those that get this free version of the game, if they're going to get that update. So that'll be. Yeah. So Subnautica, you know, as a, as a no man's sky player, uh, Subnautica is one of those ones that have always stuck out to me. The update that's coming out. Yeah. It, it's basically completely ocean focused uh, whenever it comes to um, that sort of no man's sky playthrough. Um, uh, you know, gathering resources, building things up. Below zero is the update that's going to be coming out. That's the one. Um, and it is fully, I think it's fully released now. And then you have Sub-Zero coming. Uh, I'm trying to find the date. Sub-Zero. Is it below zero? It's below zero. It's not finished. I don't see a date on it just yet. I think it's May. I I don't know why, but I, I just have this strong uh, feeling or, of remembrance that it's in May. Early access right now. It's in early okay. access right now, and then it'll have a release, I guess, in May is what you're saying. <coughs> Excuse me. Could My be goodness. wrong if you're not finding anything there, but I, I swear that's what I heard. I know they there was just... It was just within the past week or two that they they had announced a release date. And I, I'm pretty sure it's May. Uh, either way, it's still a big, it's a pretty big drop for it being an indie game. I think that that's a pretty big deal. So it does sound like, you know, maybe they'll get that base game for free, but below zero, you know, remains to be seen. I imagine they'll, you know, they'll probably want people to pay for that. So, yeah, we'll find out. Any games in there that uh, besides Subnautica that you find particularly interesting? 
the um the puzzle one the witness yeah Mm -hmm. i've been kind of i i was kind of eyeballing that one up a little bit because it looks great it looks fantastic as a game so now it's just a matter of like checking out gameplay and stuff like that to see how the puzzles are and things i may give that one a whirl you know these free ones i usually like well at least download them give them 30 minutes and see if they settle and then if they do i keep them around Mm -hmm. but um but yeah, that one's that one's the one that I'm kind of looking at. I don't have a VR headset, so yeah, none of the VR stuff is really I'm you know looking at too much. Although Paper Beast looks very interesting. Yeah, there's that, and then I and then Moss, which I think looked really good, but it's again like you said, I I don't have a VR headset. Probably not going to be getting one anytime soon. But mm-hmm. that is a game that I would really like to I would like to give a shot. But I just you know can't really do that right now but yeah i agree i agree with you paper b seems like it like it's uh like it could be a really cool game it it certainly looks really nice i I like the aesthetic the art style to it so but yeah i mean if you're out there and uh and you have psvr and you don't have it well you can get it for free so that's pretty cool uh also on april 19th Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be free as well. So it doesn't stop with just the indie games. There is that sort of last. So I guess this would be, you know, your 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 biggest title of the bunch. That sort of trip away uh, is Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a great game. Fantastic. Really awesome that they're, you know, giving this one away for free. And it's the, the complete edition, too. So you're getting all the things. Yep. Now the base game itself, I think, is a little bit better than what the DLC is, but yeah. still fantastic all around. Whenever yep. it comes to mechanics and world and story, like you can't, there's no reason not to play this game at this point, unless like that type of game isn't your isn't your gig. Yep. So so yeah, there you have it. Some playstation news to go along oh yeah we have the indie uh so there was some indie announcements that they showed today so there was uh seven upcoming indie releases where they gave reveals and updates did you watch any of these did you check these out i didn't i I actually had no idea it was happening today (laughs) i was out of the loop on it yeah so it's all you have to take the lead on this one okay so there was there were seven games so there was uh operation tango which i don't think I don't think that was a real reveal. I think that was an update or a new trailer or something like that. Uh, that that one seemed kind of familiar to me. So I think that was, it's a co-op spy game. Uh, I didn't really, it didn't really resonate with me from the trailer, but I'm sure there'll be people out there that, that think it looks good. Uh, this other game, Chicory, uh, they say it's, it looks like a sort of puzzle game, but like you're, painting the world to like you kind of have like this sort of i don't want to say blank canvas but it's like someone just kind of penciled things in and it's your job to add color to the world kind of looks like a coloring book is what it, it looks exactly like. yeah yep so i think this one looks pretty cool i'm interested to see a little bit more about that uh it does come to ps5 and ps4 this spring so that one's coming out soon the uh the next game was nor 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 not like noir like n-o-i-r it's n-o-u-r so i don't i don't know how you pronounce that nor (laughs) is it nor play with your food nor Nor play with your food yeah 
So this one, uh, they, they kind of describe it here on the, the PlayStation blog as an interactive soundtrack. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any like goal or maybe not even necessarily any story to this game. At least it didn't really give that impression from the the, the trailer that they showed. It looks interesting, but it does kind of look... So there's food, right? You have different, you know, food thing. There's one setting where they showed a bunch of toasters with bread in it. There was a like a big plate of pasta. There's like a sushi platter. And as you press buttons and things like you're you're creating a soundtrack. And, and as you create that soundtrack, things happen on screen. Things will uh, shift around or move, bounce around. And, you know, so you're making music and you're sort of changing the the, the landscape of the scene that you're in. And it so it seems interesting I I don't know that it's a game for me necessarily, but certainly for creative types, it, it does look like, you know, could be interesting for those that are into like taking pictures and things like that. It, it does seem very artistic in a way, but yeah, that's, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a game, <laughs> I guess you could, I guess if you want to call it that, but, um, game that makes music. Yep. There is Where the Heart Leads, which is coming to PS4 and PS5 July 13th. So this is a, uh, they call it a surreal narrative adventure. So it's, yeah, pretty much just that. It's it's a narrative adventure. You're controlling uh, what appears to be this elderly gentleman and, uh, you know, hev- heavily story-based, just, I don't want to say like point and click necessarily. There might be some light puzzle elements to it. But I think again, mostly it's it's just you know sort of this walking sim like not it's not first person it's third person, and it it's got a very artistic world. The I do like the aesthetic that they gave it. it does seem like it could be pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't get a whole lot of story beats necessarily from the trailer, so there's you know obviously more to be seen with that. But I've really started coming around to these narrative games you know, over the past couple of years. So it is something that's, you know, kind of on my radar after seeing the, the, the presentation for it today. So again, that comes out July 13th. So we might see a little bit more about that coming up in the future before that releases. Next, we have Puzzling Places. And this one, honestly, this probably looked like one of the best games to me. Like it's, it's simple. It's, it's a, puzzle game so do you remember those old 3d puzzles from back in the day like there's like the big ben um what what else was there there was uh maybe the empire state building was one of them yeah like uh lincoln memorial sort of thing like you you build a big 3d yeah yep yep yeah you have like these three these uh real thick puzzle pieces that you put all together and you make a 3d 3d image and it's basically that but a video game the only downside to this, and this is actually probably something I would look into or or maybe want to get, but it's a it's a VR exclusive. And that's the downside. Mm. That's the kicker. Cause this actually looked pretty neat. Not gonna lie. I would probably v- be very bad at it. It does seem like it'd be pretty difficult, especially I don't know if there's if you can kind of see what you're supposed to be making while you're um while you're putting it together. Think like looking at the box right if you're doing just like a regular puzzle you kind of look at the box as a as a frame of reference 
I didn't really see any of that from the demo that they showed. So I don't know how much you get to see while you're doing it, which could make it very difficult. But maybe they do. Maybe that is something you can, I don't know, maybe you can pause and take a look at it. I don't know. But yeah, uh, it looks fun, though. It looks it looks really cool. If they have a lot of different puzzles in there, that could be really interesting. So they only showed a couple on there. I think there was like, there was one that they kind of showed a lot of. I think there was one that they're like, hey, th we think this one's really great. We think you guys should look at this one a lot. Um and it kind of looked like a scene out of Inception when, you know, when when you start seeing like, you know, they're outside at like a cafe and you see like the city kind of rolling up on itself. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. And they showed they showed that puzzle a lot in there, but it looks cool. Uh, let's see. Heavenly Bodies. I'm trying to think. Oh, I think this was the one. It was like a like a, a, a space game, like a space puzzle physics thing. Yeah, taking a look at the trailer of it, it's basically a it's a puzzle game, and it looks like you're sending an astronaut, or in this case, they say a cosmonaut, out to do a spacewalk, mm -hmm. and you've got to, I guess, solve some puzzles with this. It, what's it saying? Two different, two challenging scenarios are going to be dropped with that one. So it looks, it sounds like there's really only going to be two puzzles with it. I'd be interested to see what this game has going on for it. Yeah, and I think it's co-op too. You can you can play by yourself or with another person from from what it looked like from the trailer. And yeah, it looked kind of cool. It it looked like um what do I want to say this it, it was like I say like physics based but like you have your controls are using like your two analog sticks to move your arms. Uh the the L2 and R2 kind of like make a fist so you can like grab on stuff. And then the uh, the L1 and L2 or L1 and R1 buttons are like your your legs. You can move your legs with those those two buttons. So you you kind of I, I think I get the sense that you need to be somewhat coordinated. You know, it was kind of like this pat your head and rub your stomach type type things, which right. could make it quite difficult. They did say in the description of it that it is a challenging game, which I totally I totally see that <laughs> being the case from the trailers. So. Um, so yeah, it, it, it seemed, it seems pretty cool. Yeah. Cause, cause it kind of looks like your whatever you're working on your ship or satellite or whatnot can go spinning wildly out of control mm -hmm. and you kind of have to manage yourself during that and make sure your buddy doesn't go flying out of, right. out of this place. <laughs> oh man, there's momentum to deal with. I I'm, I am, I'm interested in this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was uh there was a the scene they were showing where they had to like crawl out onto like this satellite dish to reposition it. And then the person lost their grip and they just drifted out into space. Like, yeah, it seems all the fears of space right there at your fingertips. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's, that's what we got from, from PlayStation. So they, they were like, Hey, Xbox, you got some, some games you want to talk about. We got some games we want to talk about too. And and again, I got to say, like, I love indie games so much. I love that so much of these announcements from PlayStation were indie game focused. Like those free games were all indie games. Uh, these were all indie games. Like, I, I love that. I love the focus on indies. I love indies. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're getting, I'm glad that indie games are getting so much opportunity from both. Do you think? Do you think we need to have this 
anymore this the indie announcements do you think we can start throwing some of these games in with like the triple a announcements no no i don't think so um I, I don't know it's a it's a two-edged sword right because think back when we were talking game of the year right like mm-hmm. our our thought process was well let's not have a category for best indie because look at how many of these indie games are competing against triple a games for game of the year and so right. i i I'm firmly on that side of the camp, but then also I'm thinking without these big, you know, these big publishers, would we even know that these games exist? And if we lump these games into, you know, a state of play where we're getting, you know, stuff like Final Fantasy VII or or let's say down the road and we're getting God of War and, and Horizon Zero Dawn information, like how much of that stuff is just going to be forgotten because... Mm. You know, everyone's paying attention to all these other bigger games that are being announced. So That's I think good point. I think there is still a place for indies to have their own space announcement wise. But I do think that when it comes to like game of the year discussions, like they definitely deserve a place within those game of the year discussions. I mean, uh, just just to kind of add on to this, they they gave a release date for the Disco Elysium Complete Edition which is coming out, I think the end of this end of March. And that was a game that took home so many awards from game awards. Uh, was it not last year, but the the year before, I don't mm-hmm. think they got game of the year, but they won a lot of heckin awards from that show. Yep. So, so yeah. And then we had Hades was in the running, the, the discussion last year. And it's like every year we have like this, this really great indie game. That's, really sort of pushing the envelope and giving these these big titles a run for their money. I was almost I was I was kind of ex, ex, I wouldn't have been surprised if Hades took game of the year last year at game awards. And I think it was maybe not really close. I kind of get the sense that Last of Us Part 2 was a landslide victory, but it was in that discussion and it was really cool that it was um yeah, indies are are really making a great impact. So So yeah, there we have that for uh, for PlayStation. So tomorrow, in addition to a bunch of games and cool stuff, we are also getting a presentation from Square Enix called Square Enix Presents. And so that's going to be happening at 10 a.m. Pacific. It'll be 1 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. GMT, which I believe is like UK, Europe, European time somewhere in there so so yeah we do get a little bit of a look at what they're going to be presenting so they say it's going to be around 40 minutes for the event it's going to be featuring the world premiere of the new life is strange game we're going to be getting uh they're also going to be showing some stuff for outriders marvel's avengers tomb raider 25th anniversary a new square enix montreal game or or games plural okay so there's more than one just cause mobile because why not have a mobile game in there somewhere and balan wonderful or balan wonder world which there was a demo out for and a lot of people didn't like it so kind of interested to see what they have to say so 40 minutes i can't imagine they're going to spend all 40 minutes on these games here depending on how many of those montreal games they have to show uh, do you think we'll get anything else like any big major announcements from this? 
that has been my my mulling over since knowing about this and having it announced is because they kind of they took away a lot of the mystery right a lot of the mystery by giving this giving us this big list of stuff uh we know that outriders is coming out and it's going to be a game pass day one uh so we know that information's there so they'll probably do some show off of some gameplay and talk about how it's coming to game pass yada 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 marvel's avengers i think is getting new dlc and, and uh, uh patching and things along those lines so we'll get some news about those things uh tomb raider on their 25th anniversary they'll probably talk about the two free games that you can get right now uh from tomb raider and then maybe they give us a new one possibly and then new square enix montreal games what did what do they make out of there what do they make out of montreal you know i'm i'm actually i'm i'm not too sure because that's going to be where we get a bunch of new stuff right and that's really square enix montreal yeah and that's like what i was saying like i it's it's games plural so I'm curious to to know what that means could be anything could even be a boat <laughs> it could be a boat <laughs> uh create the mobile games of tomorrow today is what it says on their website mm. so it sounds like maybe they're the mobile mobile game more mobile developer okay yeah so more mobile stuff maybe they'll could be going over stuff like the new final fantasy 7 mobile games that are coming out mm. um mm -hmm. i could see them going over that stuff uh what else do we have here hitman go hitman sniper laura croft go deus ex go so like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that that comes out of that studio so i'm almost guessing that there's probably going to be a lot of final fantasy 7 mobile that'll come from the montreal uh part of that presentation just cause mobile see why isn't that one lumped in with montreal then is the question that's a good that's point the question i have good point and then Bale and Wonderworld, I have no, I have no idea what that is. It looked cool. I, I remember seeing the trailer for it and seeing that there was a demo out for it. I'm like, ooh, like this game looks really neat. But man, did people not like that demo? People did not like that demo. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe they they listened to feedback. Maybe they've they've got some changes in mind that they're going to show off. Maybe. You know, maybe there's a way to make this right before it releases. I don't know. But yeah, people did not care for that. Yeah, so it's if what we've got in kind of the the extended list on what we're looking at. Just Cause Mobile has its own section because I'm almost guessing they're probably going to show some gameplay of that. And then it's new mobile game announcements from Square Enix Montreal. So if mm -hmm. I would have scrolled down the page, we would have said this. What's Tato? Tato Showcase. Take a look at some delightful titles from Square Enix sister company, Taito. 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 When you say when you say Taito, I'm like, wait, Final Fantasy 14? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we just got we just got the Final Fantasy 7 news. I I can't imagine they're gonna throw 16 in there. Like, I'm just trying to think. Like, what else? you know, Square Enix has under their sleeve that they could maybe, maybe show at this that would be brand, like totally brand new. And I'm just not see, sure. It, yeah, I think 16, we're not going to see it tomorrow. No. I don't think we'll see 16. If we see 16 anytime this year, it's going to be E3. E3. Yeah. When we see it. I agree. Um, I think they're going to stick to what we've got on the list here. I don't know if they're going to drop any sort of like, wait, here's more or one last thing. Please look forward to it. I think it's going to be what they've got on the list. I I hope there's something, but I think it's what we're what we see is what we're going to get here. So um, there's 
there's seven seven things listed, seven you know things there. So so what would be the average? You know, if there were if there's forty minutes, how much time would they need to spend on each? I mean, it's a decent amount of time. Um, what over over five what, minutes five, a piece? Yeah, five six minutes a piece. So I mean, yeah, I guess them. if they maybe spend, you know, with with Life is Strange being like a world premiere, I don't know, maybe they spend ten minutes on that and. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it could just be these. Very possible. Mm-hmm. But they got Matt Mercer. They do Matthew have Matt Mercer. Mercer. Yep. Um, I was very excited to see that today. Yeah. I love that guy. He can do anything. <laughs> like anything. I'm going to watch it. He was in a terrible movie with, uh, oh, what's his name? Was he Hercules? I think he was Hercules from that show back in the day. Um, oh, man. What's that dude's name? He was in a terrible movie with him, though, and still watched it just because he was in it. He was the <laughs> villain. He played it so well. Hmm, nice. And of course, he's voice acted. Kevin Sorbo. Thank you, Nishan, from chat. Kevin Sorbo, that's it. He was, uh, he was, in, he was in a movie with Kevin Sorbo. Um, I think it was a series of movies too. Like they made multiple of these movies and they are awful, like awful C list type movies. Um, Matt Mercer shows up as the main villain to counteract Kevin Sorbo's sagely good guy side. Um, and it is just uh, a complete train wreck throughout the entire thing. But Matt Mercer plays his role very well. <laughs> That's probably the best thing about the entire, entire movie <laughs> series. And I watched them all <laughs> just because of Matt. Nice. <laughs> Oh man. Nice. So but yeah. Yeah. So any anything else you want to mention about Square Enix presents? Um, not really. I love you, Square Enix. Uh, I love your video games, and that's it. That's all. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So let's move on and talk about what we've been playing. Um, let me I'll go ahead and I'll just I'll give you the floor on this and uh, you know. Give us the, the rundown of what you've been playing. So it's still the same types of stuff as last week, except I've drawn back on Stardew Valley quite a bit. Like I said, uh, I kind of have beaten that game at this point. I've only got one last thing that I want to accomplish, and I think it's based on RNG that it comes up, and that's just getting to the bottom of the mines, going through all 120 levels within, within a week. Uh, so I'm just waiting for that to pop. And then, um, but mainly... I've been spending a lot of time in space with Stellaris, uh, having picked up the base game plus six or seven DLCs for 15 bucks from the Humble Bundle. And that has been a great time. Uh, just today, the most interesting that thing that happened, uh, happened just today, I was just minding my own business. I'm a big supporter of treating technology properly, right? Making sure that you're not abusing them. And if there's something happening, like you just kind of, you kind of do it. I, I want to avoid a robot uprising. Well, it didn't matter. The robot still rose up against me. I had, I had to really put them down. They needed to be taught a lesson and, and I, and I smacked them. My average fleet strength is your, your spaceships are based on, are given a number. Um, and to kind of give you an idea is um, I'm a middling civilization with average fleet strength, fleet strength of about 30,000. 
your ancient civilizations, kind of the ones that have been in the galaxy for a very, very long time, and they actually reside there still, they've got fleet strengths of like 90,000. So I'm only about a third of the way through the game to kind of give you an idea here. The robots rise up, and they're coming at me with fleet strengths of like 10,000. They're a third of my strength. So I, I, I kind of taught them a very rough lesson today uh, to just take it easy. Pump your brakes. You have a place in this society, but I had to, I had to smack them down a little bit. Uh, Surviving Mars is another one. So uh, again, on this big space kick, Surviving Mars is a, uh, a colony simulator for Mars. Uh, very interesting game. There, uh, the, this, the simplicity that, that you see whenever you're taking a look at pictures or videos of this, of this game uh, is very misleading. There's a lot of nuance to it. So your main purpose is to build a, uh, a successful colony on Mars, starting out from bare bones, just robots and uh, gathering resources from Mars itself to be able to start building up your, your colony. And little things can really mess you up. So if you kind of overextend yourself too fast without having the resources to back you up, your colony will fail. Your colonists, whenever they show up, will die, that sort of thing. Or you can't bring colonists at all. The other thing that they have is random um, disasters. Uh, there is a way to turn off the disasters, but I highly, highly recommend you keep them on because it makes the experience just so much more interesting. Uh, one, of the, one of the disasters that you can get is a meteor shower. Um, friend of my channel uh, over in the kingdom from Three Bears Gaming, Lucas, he plays this game along with me. We've been going side by side, just kind of comparing colonies and things like that. He had a three day long meteor shower on his uh, colony the other day, and it completely wrecked his domes. And he had like basically weeks worth of work that he had to do to try and bring his colony back up to back up to speed again. So like really nice, interesting, nuanced things to this. Um, your colonists that you bring in all have personality traits and you've got to make sure that they get along with each other. Not only that, like they'll come in with certain, uh, vices. So like, there's some people who are heavy, end up being heavy drinkers. There's ones that end up gambling too much because you can actually put up like these little, uh, casinos and bars and stuff. So your colonists can enjoy themselves while also working, uh, away from earth. Uh, the economy of earth can affect your economy on Mars and how expensive it is to, you know, have certain things shipped in, like a lot of little things that really help the game just kind of get fleshed out. And it's a, it's been a good time. Um, I've restarted colonies four times now. My fifth one right now is like, it's where I'm sitting on this one because it's going really well. Nothing terrible has happened. I've been choosing very carefully because you can even choose what your crew manifest is going to be for the first set or for your colonists. So who's going to be getting shipped in? Um, you can choose them very carefully. And I, and that's something to really take a look at because you don't just want to throw a whole bunch of randos in because that ends up being just a, a hot mess whenever you do it. So you kind of want to select what you're going to need early on. And then as you get moving forward, then start bringing in tourists and start bringing in people to, that don't have specializations and things along those lines just to come in. You know, your regular civilian population, you don't want to toss them into the mix right away. It could go very badly for the colony but really cool stuff there and of course animal crossing new horizon getting the mario stuff still bought and as always final fantasy 14 uh 9 a.m eastern time every day monday through friday <laughs> nice yeah i was uh I, i'm kind of interested in the the surviving mars game i think i i claimed it on the epic game store because it was free and i i haven't played it yet but mm -hmm. i figure it, at least if i have it claimed i can get around to it some point eventually and give it a try. So 
If, you're, Sounds if cool. you've ever had any interest in SimCity, um, City Skylines, anything along those lines, that's what this kind of sits in, is that same type of genre. It's just messing around in those. And you don't get like, it's not like a little space either. You get a large, a very large chunk of land, uh, huge tracks of land to a uh, thousand points for that reference uh, to, to kind of build this colony up on. So eventually you can basically have a Mars City, uh, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, excited to get that far into the game if I ever do. I mean, if you're like the only person on the planet, I would really hope that you'd have a large tract of land to work with, right? <laughs> it's like, no, you what get you, you get this little crater here and that's your space. You stay put. <laughs> you stay in your crater. Stay right there. <laughs> My favorite place is the uh, is to hang out around the big trench. The name is escaping me because I'm terrible in na- with names in that sense, but mm. um, um, Valus Marineris. That's, that's the one. Uh, like, yeah, Valus Marineris. I love to settle my, put my settlements, my colonies around there. I've always tend to land there. A lot of water for some reason around Valus Marineris. I'm not really, I think according to the science, we'd be more trying to hang up around the poles, uh, but I, I, I've been able to, to plant my flag there, which has been nice. Oh, and the other thing too is you can customize your rockets to a certain point, mostly just the decals that are on them. Um, <clears throat> thousand points for this reference. My decal on my rockets is don't panic, which is absolutely fantastic. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing the water that's there by Valis Marineris is probably what they'll use to cook the spaghetti. And then they'll put the marinara on top of the spaghetti. That's my nice. guess. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Or is that, that everything? That's it for now. Yep. I think this week coming up is going to be a little bit busier. Um, but yeah. Yep. Because with all the Game Pass stuff, I've got to sift through there and, and get things downloaded and figure out what I'm going to put my time into and things like that. But yeah. But what you got going on? That's what I've been playing. I've been in space. What do you have? You've been playing a heck of a lot more than what I have. I'll say that. Um, I've again, I've been hooked on on Loop Hero. That's been my jam since, you know, last week. Still really enjoying that game, although I did take a little bit of a break. So I've been watching a streamer, a a streamer that I really enjoy watching. Uh, It's Ezekiel 3. A little bit of a larger streamer, but he he played Persona 4 last year, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And he just started a new playthrough of Persona 3, which I had never, I shouldn't say I never played it. So Persona 3 was technically my first Persona game. And if you know anything about Persona games is that the intros for those, like the tutorial sections, hours long. They are extremely long. It takes a real long time to get into any sort of combat. And then by the time you do, they're like, you do like three fights and they're like, okay, great. Let's go back to base. And then like, that's the last time you touch any sort of combat for like another hour or two. So when I played this for the very first time, this was probably, oh my gosh, this was so long ago. Um, probably like 2010, 2011. So they had the, uh, was it Persona 3 FES, that version? It's, it was on PlayStation 3. You could buy it off the uh, the network. And so I, I played it, tried it. I'm like, not really for me. It seems cool, but not so much, which is really funny because of how much I ended up really 
liking Persona 4 when I gave that a try. But I, I was watching him play and I'm like, man, like I need to go give this game another try. So I dug out my PS3, dusted that bad boy off because, man, I can't tell you the last time I, I turned that on. And so I'm like, OK, well, I'll just I'll hook it up here on my uh, at my computer. I'll hook it up to my capture card so I can just play. I can run all the audio and stuff through through my computer so I can I can play on my my one of my PC monitors and still have someone's Twitch stream on on the side and kind of kind of do double duty. And so it turns out with PlayStation, it's always a hassle to do capture cards with them because you got that. What is it? HDCP setting that you have to uh, turn off in order to use anything capture card related. And if you have it on, it just won't do anything. Well, PS3 has this too, except it's not an option that you can toggle, at least not that I'm aware of or not that I could find. So I'm like, great. So I can hook it up where I want, but I'm either going to have to choose between the game's audio or whatever streamer I have up at the time. So it's like, I'll get to listen to my game, but I'll just have to settle for watching whoever. And so it, I just, you know, it, whatever it is, what it is. So, um, but I ended up, I, so I, I hooked it up. I played it. I'm really enjoying it this time around. You get past that. Uh, you know, that initial tutorial stage and everything. And, and it's, it's just a good, it's a good game. I can't wait to get further in to see what this game really has in store because I love persona four. I love persona five and like, I just, you know, it's, it's a good way to, you know, I often think like, oh man, I wish I could play persona again for the first time. And this is kind of my way of doing that. So yeah, it's basically been loop hero. It's been persona three. It just, it feels so weird. It feels weirder to play PS3 than it does for me to play Super Nintendo, which is how many more years older than the PS3? Right. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I hooked it up and I'm like, this feels really weird. Like, why it's am just, I doing this? Whenever I saw that you were getting your PS3 back and I'm like, what is, what is a PS3? Right. Like, when was the last time I even was playing one of those things? What was the last game that I played on it? Was that, was that still Black Ops 2 life? Back <laughs> Maybe. Then? I think so. My goodness. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have a bunch of games downloaded on it. I don't know what the last one was that I played. Probably, mm. it was honestly probably a PS1 game because they had the ones that you could download off the, uh, the, the PlayStation store. So I think I have uh breath of fire four on there maybe breath of fire three i think i still have to use my disc i, I actually still own the disc of breath of fire three mm. um and I, no wait no that can't be right because the ps3 that i'm using doesn't oh no wait it does i just can't play ps2 games on it but anyway so yeah i don't know but now i'm playing persona 3 on there and it's awesome and the music's great and so far, the story is decent, but I'm also not super far in. Uh, but I, I think it's I think it's going to be a good story, too. So, But now I'm kind of looking at because there was obviously two, you know, Persona 1, Persona 2, which those came out. Oh, my gosh. I, I want to say like I want to say Super Nintendo Genesis, maybe. Mm. I think that I'm sounds way back. Yeah, maybe PS1. May maybe PS one. Yeah, it might it might be PS one. 
So I'm gonna I, I want to take a look at options after I finish this and and maybe try and go back and play those games. Although, from what I understand, one of the big appeals to me with Persona games is the social aspect. Like you can build like these social links with your friends and and people. And I don't think any of the games before three have that mechanic. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it would still be fun. And you know, I think as long as the music is good, because man, these Persona games. They got some jams in it. Some real jams. But yeah, so that's what I've been playing. More Luke Piro. I can't I can't say enough about that. I talked about it at length last week. Um Xbox, bring it to Game Pass. Nintendo, bring <laughs> it to Switch. Let everyone get their hands on it because it's so freaking good. Let's you can start yelling at me about that to play plus. That deliver us the moon you could play you could literally play that game in two sessions for sure (laughs) sit down four hours bang out half the game another four maybe not even that long like maybe i want i want to say that game is beatable in like six to eight hours like tops max it's very short but it's very good maybe maybe i can toss it into my space kick that i'm on right now because it's on the moon i think a colony moon colony is is involved in this whole thing right so maybe maybe i can toss it into i think you would dig the uh the the lore behind it too like what what they were doing because essentially they're harvesting an energy source from the moon which you might be able to guess what that is is it helium three it is helium yeah Mm -hmm. all right good and it's accurate at least in that point i'm in i'm gonna gonna download it tomorrow Good, good. Finally, finally. Well, I play Stellaris that has like gigantic planet killing spaceships and and uh, space spacefaring organisms <laughs> living in it. I'm like helium three accurate. I'm in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll have I have to. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, space kick. It's definitely yeah. got lots of space in it. So. All right, so uh, that takes us into our question of the week, and this was a big one. This was a big one. So I, I don't know that this went up on social media. This might have been a Discord. We don't do the social media anymore. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you want the question of the week, you got to come to the Discord. There That's you have it. it. Get it on the Discord if you want to. And this is this is one I think a lot of people could could get very opinionated on, and I would love to see. Um, even more responses. But anyway, so this was actually posed by Nishan, friend of the show, uh, who also appeared on Level Grinders for our Pokemon Gen 1 discussion that we had. So he asks, uh, let's see, after games are fun and Level Grinders tackle Pokemon in their most recent episodes, we want to hear from you. Who's your favorite Pokemon? With the po- Pokedex close to 900 Mons, might be hard to narrow it down to one. So if you'd like to give us top five, we'll accept that too. I think for the most part, we just got one, maybe two and a couple of them. So anyway, uh, Gravier 1984, he uh, he chose Bulbasaur. And I like that most of these, like when people gave their answers, they gave it in the form of either a GIF or a picture, mm. uh, which was which was great. Uh, let's see, James Holiday, also known as uh, Buttlord Primus, <laughs> chose Murkrow. Says this little guy oozes with gusto. And like me, he likes to dress nice, but he's not rich. He's just a trinket loving hoarder. <laughs> so there you go. 
Uh, Mad Hatter 1138 says Psyduck is my favorite. Taylor the Savior says got to go with my boy Swampert and Snorlax. Swampert is my absolute favorite since I chose Mudkip as my starter and wrecked shop with him in Sapphire version. I also chose him again in Emerald version, which is my all-time favorite Pokemon game. Snorlax is a strong second favorite. I love how tanky and beefy he is as a Pokemon and the ability Thick Fat is an absolute beast of an ability in competitive battle when paired with an item like Leftovers. I love a good physical attacker and Snorlax is one of my favorites. Also, I relate very heavily with a big, chill, laid-back Pokemon that loves sleeping and eating. Tell, tell me, is there a more relatable Pokemon? Nice. No, like, no, no there's not. <laughs> so Nishan, not content to choose just one, um, goes Garchomp, Rowlet, Decidueye, Aegislash, and Electros, which are actually all really good choices, except for the fact I'm going to give Nishan a little bit of hell here. Because he chose Rowlet and Decidueye, which are the same, basically the same thing. Like, one is just the evolved version of the other. Um, come on, Nishan. They're the same. <laughs> anyway, we all know Garchomp is the real, is his real. Like, if he had to pick one, it would definitely be Garchomp. Yeah. Easy. It would be. There's uh, no hiding it. I, know, I like how he tried to give the list to kind of be like, oh, I have other favorites. But right. We know. It's we know. We know. Yeah. There's no mystery about it. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so those were, were the responses that we got. So I know we talked about our favorite gen one Pokemons in in the level grinders yesterday. What's your favorite of all time or, you know, favorite one or two or three or five or whatever. I, I, uh, I was thinking about, I, I, it's still Gengar. I think hands down, it's still Gengar for me. Um, because just a really great all-around pokemon and it's in the new it's in sword and shield so like i don't have to be like oh well this one's like it's gen one and i'm gonna like hang my hat on that but it's also in it's also in sword and shield like you can go out and catch it um you have to trade it still to if you want to if you want to have like a special bred one you still have to do the trade business um but you can you can go out into the wild area and catch a gengar wild so um yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Gengar. Just a really great ghost poison type, and there's not much that can go up against it successfully, except for a psychic, and that's it. And put I put everything else to sleep with that hypnosis dream eater still, <laughs> and still wreck house completely. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think for me, I would again. It's it's tough. I think. It's got to be Blastoise because, I mean, the cannons, right? We, talk, we talked about it like the cannons, everybody, the cannons. Um, yeah, Blastoise is great. I think also, uh, and, and this isn't probably as spicy of a take, but uh, Mewtwo is, is a favorite of mine, I think. A lot of people would say that Mewtwo is pretty awesome. So, um, so yeah, those, those would be like the two top ones. I mean, most of, most of my favorites are going to, are going to come out of gen one because that's just the, the, the series or the, the generation that I guess resonated with me the most, or the one that stuck with me the most over, over all the ones there's, there's a lot of really great ones. I will say, uh, you know, far-fetched. I like far-fetched, especially surfetched from, uh, from sword and shield. Yeah, It's a really surf, great one. Surf. Uh, that, that Galarian version rapidash is, amazing um 
trying to think what else. Uh, Gyarados has always been been a, a, a one that I really like, especially coming from from Magikarp. You know, coming from like absolute nothing to like this absolute badass. Mm-hmm. Love it. Very bad typing, though. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it is unfortunate for sure. You get that four times weakness to uh, electricity, plus it's still weak to to grass type. Like there's a there's a yeah. lot of bag typing to it, but a great one. Uh, yeah, Rapidash, Galarian, Galarian Ponyta, and Rapidash, like they're in my final party. They're fantastic. Absolutely love them. Butterfree is another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like I am not even gonna lie. Like Butterfree, um, usually leads my party off. Uh, whenever it really comes down to anything, because very versatile bug type Pokemon. Again, typing's a little rough because as soon as a fire type comes out, it's you know Dunzos. But um, I, Butterfree is fantastic, a big favorite of mine. Um, and then I'm trying to think into the newer ones, like ones ones in in the Gala region that really. I'm looking at the Pokédex right now. That kind of other than the Ponyta, like what else? What else from that one? Because I don't want to sit there. I mean, I, like, I like Gen 1. I like Score Bunny a lot. Um, yeah. That was a good one. The uh, the two wolves are are cool. Like the the legendaries from that game were were good. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce their names. Was it the this the Galarian coughing? I really liked too. Those giant like smokestacks on top. The top hat, yeah. 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 Really good. Yeah, that's a Cub food's awesome. It's like a good good a generation for sure. It's a super solid game. If if Garrett can come around, that just that tells you it's, it's got to be good. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh so I guess that kind of about wraps it up here. Uh anything else you wanted to to add or or touch base on quick before we uh before we end the show? Um it ties in with my with my plug tomorrow afternoon the Square Enix event I will be doing a live reaction stream with my stream tomorrow uh, which starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time uh, you can find me here on Twitch at Lordly King S. and then also on Twitter and Instagram at Lordly King S. which I've been you know sometimes I tweet sometimes every once in a while but yeah so that's all I got also uh, before I forget so new question of the week and remember. If you want to answer this, you got to join our Discord. If you could pick one game to be on Xbox Game Pass, what would it be? And again, this could be either a game that just you want to try out and you want to play, you're really interested in, and you don't want to, you know, shell out the money for, or it's a game that, you know, really is a game that you love that you want other people to experience and you think that they would if they had the option to get it on Game Pass. Uh, what would, what would you want to, to be there? So we'll get that posted in discord. Make sure you stop on in, give us your answer. We'll make sure to read it out on the next show. Do we want to extend that out to like the, to like all the free game services? I don't think Nintendo has one, do they? Like here's, here's a bunch of free games. I mean, they have their, you know, super Nintendo NES on online thing, but I think that's it. So let's, so just, uh, I would say just include everybody we can do the playstation one because not everybody has xbox not everybody has playstation so if we say like okay if if these guys are going to come out with a list of free games for you to play or games to their services what's that one i think that would uh 
I think that that encompasses kind of the the theme that we had going on here tonight. What do you think? What do you think? Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Everyone put your thinking caps on. Join that Discord. Come check it out. Uh, one last time, give us uh, give us your plugs. Where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me here on Twitch. Um, uh, that's to everybody who's live right now, which you should do that also. Um, Twitch at Lordly King Estots, as well as uh, Twitter and Instagram. And like I said, 9 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Very good. And you can find me, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, at AdamPalooza85. Uh, typically, I stream Sunday afternoons, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then usually it's Tuesdays and Wednesday evenings at about 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Sometimes that they get moved around a little bit because of uh, these recordings like tonight. So uh, my next stream will be tomorrow, Thursday evening uh, at 8.30. So typically when I move one around, I usually put it somewhere else in the week where I can. So. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on all those uh, at AdamPalooza85. You can follow us. Uh, for those that are here on Twitch, you already know how to find us. For those of you that aren't, twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. Uh, Twitter, we're gamesarefunpod, at gamesarefunpod. Uh, if you want to join Discord, it's invite.gg slash gamesarefun. And also, don't forget to give us that follow on YouTube. It's uh, gamesarefun. Uh, or games are fun podcast. One of those two. <laughs> if, you, if you search games are fun, you'll probably find us. So, uh, so yeah, that's it for this episode. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye.